Welcome to The Original Doll. I am your host, James Rodriguez. On The Original Doll, I unpackage music with the people who create it and, at the same time, give back to charity. For more information, go to theoriginaldoll.com. Big shout out to my Patreon community. Because of you, we're able to keep this going. So if you want to be a part of our community, go to theoriginaldoll.com and click on that pop-up. And as with every episode of The Original Doll, any audio recording ripping stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. So if you see anything leaked, please report it to the webmaster. Now what's great is in today's episode, we have several returning guests, including songwriter, amazing human being, Pam Shane. And if you know Pam Shane, she worked with Christina Aguilar and so many others. You can check out my previous interviews with her. We also have Jimmy Harry, who worked with Madonna, Britney Spears, and so many others. You can check out previous interviews with him as well. And we have Jason Bloom, who's going to be talking about his work on Dear Diary from Britney Spears' Oops, I Did It Again album. So be sure to check it out. And don't forget, when you're done with this, make sure to rate, review, tell people about the show, and buy the songs. Thank you so much for joining me. This is James Rodriguez, the original doll iconography. Hi, James. I got the links you got out to people. I bought Teenage Drama Queen. Can you please ask how fun it was for Pamela to make a song that is a lot of fun? Thanks, Savannah in Manila. Because what I do is I let some of the listeners know. I send out links to where to buy on iTunes. If something is still in print, I'll send out like if it's a Target exclusive, it's still a first run. So I'll send out links ahead of time. Then when I'm done, I'll send out a link to listeners. Here's where you can still purchase the first so that, of course, they can find a song in e- or CD on eBay and buy that especially out of print, that's fine. But I usually say, this is the way to help the songwriters, you know, producers involved, this order. So uh, yeah, so the question is, how did you get involved with the Teenage Drama Queen? That song makes me smile. The Lindsay Lohan ah! song is one of those songs that I put on. I'm like, this is just fun. It's just fun. Oh, so how did that come to be? Well, that is the, the only song that I've written with my husband. Because uh... Really? He he's musical too. I mean, he's he started out as an artist. He had a record deal. I didn't. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so he he's he's a drummer really, but he plays uh, keyboards. And we got a call from Disney, and it was in the days where you got commissioned to write a song. You know, they only went out to that one person or that one team to write a song, rather than how it works now, where they go out to several teams to write the same song for a certain spot, you know, in a movie. Um, and so we had to pull together something super quick. And um, he put a track together with our engineer at the time and he played it to me and I was like, mm, nah, <laughs> nah, I'm not really into that. You know, and he was really annoyed with me. <laughs> Don't ride with your husband. Um, it doesn't always work. It was the first and last song we ever wrote together, <laughs> just to give you an idea. But um, so he wrote another. And I love that it's called Drama Queen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, there was a bit of drama around it. Um, and so 
So he wrote this other track and I really liked it. And that's what ended up as Drama Queen. I went in and sang and there was a real, there was drama around it because we were, we were going, I was singing backing vocals for a girlfriend who was supporting Michael McDonald at the Albert Hall that like that night. And we'd just literally put the demo together and we had to send the files. And this was, you know, we had, we were living out in the sticks in Buckinghamshire and um, our internet speed was not fast. And our engineer literally was there all night trying to send through the song. Anyway, I went through and they liked it. See, this is another story that the listeners get to hear. That's a different situation. To your point, it's like you're brought in. This is the project you're working on. This is what's going to happen, you know, versus working on all these songs. Because so many listeners didn't even know. They said, wait, so when a songwriter goes in and works with somebody, they don't get paid that day. They don't get paid. Like, wait, people are. (laughs) Because the consumers didn't know that. And so they were like, do they give them like a stipend? I was like, no. So explaining all this, you've been able to explain all these different things that happen. Like in this situation, hey, we're reaching out to you. I love the fact that you're like the first one, eh, not feeling good. Second one, okay, I like it. And then it's like, then the internet is going to be your problem child. That's going to be the drama queen. So how did it feel when you got to hear like Lindsay Lohan's voice back on it? Did you know that the movie had to, or was going to be called that? And they wanted that title? Uh, I think we did at the time. I think we did. And well, we were blown away that they took the song and they loved it. And um, uh, yeah, I, it was, it was a great moment to hear somebody else's, you know, version. Um, it's not always, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> it's not always. But, um, but that was a great moment to hear a voice on it. And of course, you know, and to go in a movie is another thing. It's another level. And I've, I've had a few songs and movies. Princess Diaries was another one. Uh, Miracles Happen, a song called Miracles Happen, which went in Princess Diaries 1 and 2. was just literally performed at um, the Getty wedding. I don't know whether you saw that. Did you see that? So, so somebody just asked about that. So it was, oh. I need to pull up my... And they, and they flew in Myra, the artist, to perform the song at the wedding. It was the first song that they danced to. And um, Miracles Happen was not a favorite of song of mine. <laughs> I always thought it was a bit of a cheese ball song. Um, and um, it has honestly, I take it back, it has honestly been um, a really successful song. And I'm very grateful I wrote it. Elliot Kennedy was my co writer and producer. And that was also translated into Spanish, I believe. Um, was it Spanish? Yes, I think. Yes. Yes, it was. Yes, Which, it was. And in fact, we only found out recently that it was um, that it was translated into Spanish because of the wedding that, that went on. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> you find this, out is, this is your career where you're like, this song then it went dun, 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 and it's going all over the place and you're just like i find out with the rest of you all that this happened that song i had somebody that said 
that song is still one of my favorite songs that ever existed. Every time I watch Princess Diaries, I think of it and I just think it's fun. Now, this isn't the first time Pam Shane has had a song translated into another language. As a matter of fact, in a previous episode, we talked about the creation of Genie in a Bottle, Christina Aguilera. You can check that out by going through previous episodes. Look for Pam Shane, Genie in a Bottle. Now, here's a little bit fun information radio-wise. Many of you know, because of so many of you great Patreon followers, don't forget, add me on there, theoriginaldial.com. I go through radio archives, radio magazines, and more, and I found out that Teenage Drama Queen, that girl, had its U.S. radio debut February 13th, 2004, and Miracles Happen had its U.S. radio debut July 6th, 2001. I want to ask you this. Did you ever hear either of those songs on the radio, and did you ever buy any of those soundtracks? Let me know. Now, we're going to hop right to another guest that we've had on. Jimmy Harry. He created, worked with, collaborated, songwritten, produced so many great songs and with so many great artists. RuPaul Supermodel, Britney Spears' Touch of My Hand, Madonna's award-winning masterpiece, and so many more. Now we're going to talk about his contribution on the Princess Diary soundtrack with Supergirl by Crystal. This song is loved by so many people around the world. One of the biggest, as so many people said, bops that ever existed. People have sent me messages nonstop about this, saying how much they love Supergirl. Now, one of those letters of love that I got, Janice from New York. James, please, please, you are my go-to guy for music information. Please, please, can you learn about Crystal Harris's Supergirl? It was such a bop, and then she disappeared. Do you know what happened to her? Can you ask Mr. Harry about making the song and how it got put onto the soundtrack? Was it always going to be a soundtrack song or was it going to be for Miss Harris's debut album? Any and all information is helpful. My BFF growing up, her name was Crystal. We used to listen to the song all the time. She had cystic fibrosis and passed when she was younger. And I know, James, you're the person who I can ask to spotlight the song. I still listen to the CD today. Thank you so much. So Supergirl came about when I just had been set up with a session with Crystal through my publisher, EMI. And we wrote the song in one day. And we, you know, nothing, it was sort of nothing going on with it for a while. And probably like a, if, couple months and then i heard back and saying oh they want to put it on a record it's going to be the single and so i did a little bit more production and they passed it off to patrick leonard who was doing 
her whole record to finish it off. And she was lovely, super musical, had a great time doing it. And then I got a call. I was actually visiting my dad in the hospital. I remember it really well because he was down at Scripps in San Diego and got a call from EMI saying, I have some good news for you. Disney wants to put the song in this new movie called Princess Diaries, and there's a really nice fee for it, but there are three writers listed for it. I said, ah, there's just me and Crystal in the room. So I said, no, there's not three. So I ended up having a conversation with Crystal, and I felt bad for her because she was in a relationship with her manager, and she literally... She was very Christian, and she said to me, well, Mookie gets co-writing on everything I do. And I said, Crystal, Mookie wasn't in the room with us when we wrote that song. That's your song. You know, it's not Mookie's song, and I don't think his name should be on it. She said, no, no, Mookie's name has to be on it. She was like 18 or something like that. And it was really, it was really kind of sad. And I said, look, if you really want Mookie's name on it, you can put Mookie's name on it. I don't think you should put Mookie's name on it, but I don't have control over it. But I I need to get 50% of the song. You can give your half of 50% to Mookie if that's what you want to do, which that is what ended up being the agreement for it, which kind of bummed me out. That was my first real taste of like dodgy music business stuff. and. You know, I think it came out. There was the publishing company was really excited. I mean, the movie was a big hit. It made Anne Hathaway's career. And Mm -hmm. it was a super fun movie. It's in the first three minutes of the film. I believe it is the first three minutes of the film. And, you know, it got a little bit of heat at, you know, on MTV and stuff, but just didn't quite manage to happen for whatever reason. So, They never put out, I think maybe they put out the record, her album, I can't remember. And then she disappeared. Never heard from her again. I haven't spoken to her. Just she sort of, I don't know where she is, which is kind of sad. But she was was lovely. Happen out to give a little insight into Crystal. Now, thank you because of the Patreon patrons. Thank you so much because of your support. I'm able to go back through, buy those old Billboard magazines, get those archives and everything. And I found a Billboard magazine from May 2001. In the reviews section, it had new and noteworthy Crystal Harris Supergirl. And I'm going to read the review. The next generation of promising pop princesses is coming out of the gate with an edgier, more attitude-laden, and often more R&B-grounded sound than that of Britney or Christina. One of these is singer-songwriter Crystal, who sings a female empowerment in her debut single, Supergirl, a funky, hook-heavy, mid-tempo pop jam. The 19-year-old Indiana native who plays piano, flute, drums, and guitar was discovered by the Backstreet Boys while working up her demo, and she is the first signing to the group's management company. No surprise then that Crystal is on the road all summer warming up for the guys. Not a bad gig. She gets an additional promotional push from Disney, which is tying in Supergirl as the first single from summer flick Princess Diaries, starring another teen queen, Mandy Moore. But even without the tie-ins, this sassy, sensual track features an adhesive chorus. I'm Supergirl and I'm here to save the world, but I want to know who's going to save me. And enough stylistic muscle to break this engaging presence at Top 40. Her debut set, Me and My Piano, meanwhile, shows a shimmering crystal. All bets are on. 
I bring this up because you already see all eyes are on Crystal. Well, upon further research, what ended up happening is Crystal, with all the fame thrown her way, she decided to take a break from music, a hiatus. We now know and we talk openly about mental health, but that was not a thing in the late 90s, early 2000s at all. We all understand you get all this fame thrown your way, and then all of a sudden you're like, this is too much, and she took a hiatus. Now here's some research that I did about when exactly the song hit U.S. radio. Well, I found out it was April 4th, 2001. A couple stations played it that day, including markets in Indianapolis, Boston, Buffalo, Little Rock, Colorado Springs. And then it had a kind of slow rollout. Now, many of you say, James, which city played it the most? You go through all these radio logs. Well, the city in the United States that has played Supergirl, Crystal Hears, more than any other radio station is the market, Salt Lake City. That's right. So I want to ask you this. Did you ever hear the song on the radio? Second of all, did you ever have the single or the Me and My Piano album? Send me a DM and let me know. And don't forget, join me on Patreon because of you. We're able to get as much information as we can out. My name is James Rodriguez. Now back to the show. Here's what's great, Jimmy. There are people that said that they have done drag to this. (laughs) I would like to see that. That's amazing. And I was like, there is Jimmy Harry, who was there, who was collaborator, who worked with RuPaul, supermodel days. Now you fast forward and you see this teen song that somebody is like, they did it in drag. And so it's just so crazy that in the best way possible, it's like you're doing this full circle thing. You keep getting these songs that people love. And in the early 2000s, there were so many songs that were great songs. And people want to minimize saying pop was weird during that time. But there's a reason why pop still holds true today. I'm a super girl and I'm here to save the world and I want to know. Why I feel so alone. There's lots of people come and say, oh, that's my favorite song. I can't believe you wrote that song. It's just, it's a really, you know, I love that song. It was my mom loved that song. It was like, you know, when your mom loves a song, that's always the best. She's like, this makes up for that dirty song you did or that inappropriate song. My, my, mom, my mom was a, a partying playwright. <laughs> you know, she was fine with whatever. That's awesome. I was, I was a theater brat. I grew up in the lighting booth. Um, you know, you've seen it all. I've seen it all. She had wild parties. You can only imagine. Um, so it wasn't that, but she just loved the song. She liked. She loved the lyric to it. You know, like she. She always like. You know, she's a mom. She was always worried about it. So she thought it was. I was writing about myself. You know, like. It's like you, Jimmy, you're always taking care of everybody. You know, who's going to take care of you? <laughs> like that's, I think that's what she related in that lyric. That's amazing. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much for being here again on the original. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for having me back. It's really awesome to um, get all the questions from people. And thank you to all of you for listening. Thank you to all of you for listening to my music means the world and for more interviews with jimmy harry just go through apple or spotify and scroll through those lists up next we have jason bloom who was the original writer of i'll never stop loving you which britney spears covered we went through that in a previous episode but we're going to talk about dear diary and some alternate lyrics now back to the show I wonder 
We're going to talk about Dear Diary from the Oops, I Did It Again album. Now, we have Inez from Sweden. James, I love your interviews with Britney Spears producers and writers. I would love to know about the creation of Dear Diary from Oops album. I know you talked to Steve Lunt and a lot of the songs for Oops were made during the baby time. And we talked about that with Steve. Some of those were there. Says, did Jason Bloom make other songs for Britney to go on the Oops, I Did It Again album? Thank you. And this is the prettiest song Britney Spears has ever made. It connected uh-huh. me with her. Then Thank the next you. one. Th- this is what wow. I love. These are the, these, and for listeners, so many guests are like, can you talk to me about what we're going to talk about? I'm like, I will never tell them. So their genuine response is their genuine response. We have Tino from Portugal, James Rodriguez. Dear Diary, Britney Spears, hold a special place in my heart. I fell in love with my first boyfriend, and the song made me smile and feel connected. My first boyfriend died from cancer, but still oh. I have memories of good things from the song. Please send my gratitude to Jason Bloom and all involved. Thank you so much. My heart is just bursting. I'm so happy. Wow. So, to answer the first question, um, you know, once Hit Me Baby One More Time came out, the whole, you know, everything changed. Now, every songwriter on earth wants a Britney Spears cut. So, of course, I wrote many songs um, to pitch for that album. And I was mind-bogglingly lucky to get the one, to get Dear Diary on the album. Um, is this a good time to talk about the creation of it? Yes, okay. it is. What happened is... I had an opportunity to co-write with Eugene Wilde. And Eugene had had a really good career as an R&B pop artist. What a talented guy. Um, Really good keyboard player, wonderful singer and songwriter. So I had this idea for Dear Diary. I I couldn't tell you where it came from, but I just got this thought. Wow, what if I wrote a song that sounded like the person was actually writing in their diary, not saying, there's this guy and and I really like him and I wonder if he likes me. No, it would be the actual diary entry. Dear diary, today I met a boy and etc. So I brought that to Eugene Wilde and it did not take long for us to write that music together and to hone the lyric. And we loved it and it had a very sad ending hopping out for a quick second because if you are enjoying the show make sure that you rate review tell your friends family and everyone about the show and what's been interesting is learning from so many of these songwriters and producers about how songs change lyrically whether it's because it's going to a younger audience or a younger artist or as in the case with my only wish this year when we talked to josh schwartz where sometimes the lyrics can be a little too dark or a little too sad. And that was the case with Dear Diary. The original version that Jason created, the lyrics were, Dear Diary, I saw that boy and he was walking with my best friend and holding her hands. And basically she knew how your heart could break. Now think about how different that was. So let me know in my DMs, what do you think about those lyrics? And as we talked before with other artists about changing different lyrics. So let me ask you that. What do you think? Send me a DMs. 
And we're going to get right back to the show. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, the.original.dal. And you can go to Patreon, theoriginaldal.com. Any audio recording, ripping, stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. Now back to the show. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the flip side. So I get uh, an email from Steve Lunt saying, this song is a must cut for Britney. We love it, but we do not like the sad ending. It, you know, these her fans are so young. And I thought to myself, you're right. You don't get to learn that men are dogs till you're at least 12 or 13. So, okay. So I promised that I would come back with a new, happier ending. So did I write a last verse? No. I wrote six of them. And I submitted six options. Take your pick. And they got back to me and they said, you know, every single one of these would work. But Brittany has an idea of her own. She's never written a song before. But would you be willing to sit with her in the studio and get her ideas and co-write the last verse? So I can't tell you how exciting that was. What an unbelievable opportunity to be Britney's first co-writer. And remember, she's already a mega superstar off the first album, the first single. So uh, she flew to Nashville. And this was at a time when she was denying in any way being involved with Justin Timberlake. So what a coincidence that he came with her to the studio. And uh, it was obviously love. So uh, Justin did not hang around while we worked. He went off uh, to do some stuff and then came back to pick to pick her up when they flew out. So I listened to Brittany's uh, idea for the last verse and really was able to craft that into, you know, the right rhythm, the right melody, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was a good idea. And it was to me, uh, and I think to her, it was more real than the pat ideas that I came up with that, oh, we're so happy and we're in love and whatever. It was more like, dear diary, I think he feels the way I do. You know, what do you think? Kind of an idea. Mm-hmm. So we wrote the song and afterwards uh, we got to produce Britney's vocal on the demo. And this was unbelievably um, important. This is like, if we nail this, I'm going to go buy a house, you know, and if she doesn't, I just lost the opportunity Mm. of a lifetime. She has to sound amazing on it. So she didn't have, she only had about an hour before she had to fly out. Um, And what I did was record, uh, I keep saying I, I don't mean to leave Eugene Wilde out of the Mm. picture. I was more on the lyric with this song. So, yes, it, I worked a lot on mm-hmm. recrafting that verse. But we both recorded her vocal. And what we wound up doing was having her sing it all the way through seven times so that after she left, we could do what is called comping the mm-hmm. vocal, C-O-M-P-I-N-G, short for compiling, where mm-hmm. we would take different lines from different versions and piece them together. And also, um, 
use computer techniques for tuning, for maybe shifting the line the tiniest bit earlier, a tiniest bit later. And it's, believe me, this is not because Britney wasn't a good singer. She was an excellent singer, much better than I thought she was. I thought it was all computer. And I actually said to her, wow, you can really sing. And she laughed and she said, yeah, everybody thinks I can't sing. In the oh. And uh, so when this was done, I realized, you know, she keeps putting this thing on the word diary. It's her like breathy thing where it was sounding like, dear diary. And it was like an uh, at the end of it. And after multiple recordings, I finally said to her, you know, gosh, if you sing diary, uh, it's gonna sound like shit. Please, <laughs> just diary. Mm, that's it. And we laughed and laughed and she got it perfectly. And it sounded amazing. And I will never be able to hear that song without thinking about Dear Diarrhea. But now it's stuck that. in my head. Thank you. So oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> I'm glad to help. And I will say that this is one of those songs that I love the final recording. I think she, she took, they took the, the producers. The arrangers and Britney took my original arrangement and really made it what it was born to be. I couldn't be happier with it. Well, I love that. See, and this is this is the best part because now those I mean, you heard these people just giving you compliments of how they've connected with these songs and other people who may have not even thought about that album. Maybe they came into the Britney Spears realm with the Britney album, or maybe they forgot about Oops. And this is the part that I love because then you go back and also for the songwriters, the producers, the creatives that listen to this go, oh my goodness, you know, that enunciation, things, it can totally change it. Dear Diarrhea, like this, yeah. <laughs> like in your mind, you're like, don't do it. But ha everyone have no fear. We have a ton more with Jason coming up very, very soon. And we're going to be diving into a bunch of your questions and everything. So Jason, thank you so much for being here today on the original Dial with James Rodriguez. Truly appreciate it. This has been so much fun. Thank you for spending your time with us. Thank you so much. It is so much fun for me and, and just my heart is full. Thank you, everybody who wrote in.